One of the things that stops small business owners from creating marketing content consistently is this feeling of being uninspired, of having no idea what to say in the first place. If you can relate to this, you are in good company. So many of us struggle with knowing what our marketing content should actually be about. But I am here to help. I have come up with 100 prompts that you can use to guide your marketing from your social media posts to your emails to your longer form content. I guarantee that these prompts will get you inspired and that you'll have more ideas than you even know what to do with. You can download this list of 100 marketing prompts for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. Welcome back to Making Good, the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact. I'm your host, Lauren Tilden, and this is episode 161. Here's something I've said over and over again for the last few years, and that I will continue saying over and over again. Being a small business owner is one of the greatest adventures in personal growth that a person can go on. Any self-doubts, insecurities, limiting beliefs, or other unhelpful ways of thinking and believing you have... These will surface and they will surface often. And that's because being a small business owner is all about doing new things all the time. We're constantly having to try new things that we're not already good at, stretching our abilities and our limits. And if we're doing any kind of marketing, which I hope we are, and I expect that we are, given that you're listening to this podcast, we're also putting ourselves out there a lot, putting our work or our offers out into the world and asking people to buy them. Being a small business owner takes a real willingness to make yourself vulnerable to failure, to rejection, to things not going your way. And it's hard. I think anyone listening can relate to this. It is not a cakewalk, not for anyone. And so with all of this trial and error, all this experimentation, this overwhelming vulnerability, this facing fear and getting a little bit better every day, with all of this, we learn and we grow. We learn and we grow so much. I am not the same person I was in December 2017 when I first launched Good Sheila, my stationery brand. Not by a long shot. Yes, I've developed skills over the years. I can paint and I can get my products printed and set up a website and record and edit podcasts and market my business on social media. I've gained a lot of skills. But the really important things I've learned, the really life-changing stuff, it's not about the skills. It's about the way that my mind works now. I'm more resilient. I'm braver. I'm a harder worker. I'm more patient. I know what matters to me, and I believe that just about anything is possible. And okay, I didn't mean for this to become a little pat on my back session, but the truth is, if you're willing to sit down and think about the ways that being a small business owner has changed you and the way that you approach your life, my guess is that you have a list like this of your own. This is all to say, for me, it's been the stuff in my mind, my mindset really, that has been the most transformed by my last few years in business. I like to think of mindset as the lens through which we see and interpret the world around us. Do we look at the world with a sense of fear or with a sense of possibility? Today, I wanted to share the five big mindset shifts I've made in the last few years as a small business owner. And also offer a bit of a before and after picture for each of them. So you can see how the way that I've approached my life and business has changed as a result. So let's get right into my list. Number one is perfectionism is a dream killer. The number of things that I've wanted to do in my life, but never did because I was afraid I couldn't do them perfectly. It is heartbreaking. 
Here's a fun fact. My first semester in college, I took a studio art class as someone who has always been interested in art. I poured my heart and soul into this class, getting up for a two-hour, 8.30 class twice a week, which at the time felt like the crack of dawn. I worked so, so hard. And at the end of the semester, I was shocked when I got my grade. It was a passing grade, but still the lowest grade I got in my whole college career. I hadn't gotten any grades from my professor all semester long. Just that was the way the the class was taught, I guess. So I was really blindsided by it. I took this grade to mean that I was no good at art. And here's the really sad part of the story. I didn't go near any form of art or art supplies for at least 10 years after that because because I was unwilling to do things, even things I loved, if I couldn't do them perfectly. This is what perfectionism does to us. It stops us from taking action. It stops us from moving forward. It stops us from doing things we love, and it stops us from doing the things we know we want to be doing. And ultimately, this means that whatever it is that we have to contribute to the world, we're not doing that. Take this podcast, for example. This is probably one of the first examples of me getting out of my own perfectionistic way. If you've listened here for a while, you have heard me start out as someone who's not that great at recording podcasts. You have heard my dog barking in the background. You have heard episodes that were top notch and episodes that I put together a little more quickly. In short, if you listen to this podcast, you have experienced an imperfect final product. But if you're like a lot of listeners, this podcast may have also helped you. My hope is that you've learned something, you've implemented something new, or you found a new way of approaching your business as a result of listening. And knowing that these imperfect episodes have had that kind of impact makes me so, so glad that I've been willing to put it out there, even when I know it's not perfect. Putting it out there imperfectly not only has allowed me to make a real impact on my listeners, but it's also led to an entire new business for me, my membership program, Making Good Happen. This program would not exist without my willingness to do things imperfectly. So let's talk about the before and after of this mindset shift that I've made around perfectionism. Before, I didn't want to do anything I wasn't good at. I didn't want to ever be imperfect in public. I was so scared of taking the first step if I couldn't do it perfectly that most of the time I just did nothing at all. After, I won't say that I'm cured of perfectionism, but I know how to handle it a little bit better. On my best days, I just take action. I understand that nothing is perfect and that's okay. I know that my work has value and that I have value even when things are imperfect. One final note on the topic of perfectionism. This is such a big topic for me that I started a Substack newsletter about it. Now, this newsletter isn't specific to business. And if you're already on my email list, you're not going to receive this automatically, but you can sign up. So it's not specific to business, but more specific to living a life without perfectionism. It's called The Imperfectionist, and you can find it at laurentilden.substack.com. That's L-A-U-R-E-N-T-I-L-D-E-N dot S-U-B-S-T-A-C-K dot com. And it'll be linked in the show notes too. Essays come out every Wednesday, and I would love to have you come along for the ride. Okay, mindset shift number two. Our fear of judgment holds us back. The first word that came to mind for me on this one was yikes, because oh my goodness, has this been a big one for me. Something that I don't think we talk about often enough is the fact that marketing takes a lot of courage. When we're marketing, we're putting our work and our businesses and ourselves out into the world and we're saying, hey, look what I have to offer. What do you think? This is scary and vulnerable. This is scary and vulnerable. But for many of us, it's the most scary and vulnerable when it comes to marketing in front of people we already know, the people in our lives. 
especially in the beginning, when I first started marketing my business, I just felt like cringing all the time. There were all these specific people I had in mind who I would imagine judging that piece of content or piece of work that I was putting out there. I would imagine this random person from high school or college or an old coworker from my corporate days seeing something I had created and rolling their eyes. And this thought alone was often enough to stop me in my tracks. If I had a dime for every time I didn't do something out of fear that someone would judge me for it, let's just say I'd have a lot of dimes. Eventually, what has worked best for me in those moments that I start to worry about being judged is that I give myself two options. I say, Lauren, you can either A, put that thing out there, possibly be judged for it, and have done the thing that moves you toward your goals, or B, not put the thing out there, but also not be judged. For some reason, this simple A or B choice makes me realize that there's really only one option for me. I choose A all day long. So here's what the before and after of this mindset shift has looked like for me. Before, I spent a lot of time figuring out how to avoid being judged. And mostly, this looked like holding back and playing small. If I was worried about someone judging something I made, whether that was a product or my marketing, I wouldn't create it or share it at all. After. Now, if I notice myself worried about being judged, I allow that discomfort to be there and I take action anyway. Teddy Roosevelt has a great quote on this concept. He said, it's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood who strives valiantly, who errs and comes up short again and again, because there is no effort without error or shortcoming. But who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself for a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who knew neither victory nor defeat. Mindset shift number three, action creates confidence, not the other way around. If there's one thing that can make all the difference for you in the way that you approach your business and your life overall, it's this. Take action. Small steps are great, but just take those small steps. However, a big mindset shift I've had to make is that I've realized I used to be very confused about the relationship between confidence and action. I used to believe that I needed to wait until I felt ready and then I could take action, that I needed to feel confident in order to take action. Things that would help me feel ready, I thought, were things like planning, thinking about it, writing a lot of things down, researching, taking courses about it, then redoing my plan for it, and on and on and on. And spoiler alert, a lot of the time going through this process, I would not actually ever feel ready or confident, so taking the action never came. Taking action is required for just about all of the great results that we want to see and experience in our lives, not to mention the impact we want to make. And so what I've learned is, guess what? We don't have to feel ready or confident in order to take action. In fact, the the way things work is actually the opposite of how I thought it worked. The way that we get confident is through taking action. A couple of years ago, the idea of talking to my Instagram stories or giving a live workshop where I presented in front of a lot of people would have made me so nervous that I no doubt would have said, I'm not ready for that. But now I know that it's okay if I don't feel ready for it, I can still do it. 
If we're always waiting to feel ready, we're always waiting till the confidence comes. We are going to be waiting way, way, way longer than we need to in order to start seeing the results we want to see. In fact, we might be waiting forever. So here's the before and after when it comes to the relationship between action and confidence. Before, I waited until I felt confident and ready in order to take action, which meant that I simply never took action on a lot of things and therefore never got better at them or saw the results. After, I take action even when I don't feel ready or even when it makes me nervous. I know that I get confident and gain skill through the doing. Shift number four, there is no shortcut, just take it bird by bird. I've always been the kind of person who is really attracted to instant overnight results. How can I be where I'm at today, today, and then be where I want to be tomorrow with no effort or stress in between? I know this is obvious, but this doesn't really exist. Sure, there are folks with faster growth than others, but in general, if someone promises you a get-rich-quick overnight results path to overnight success, it's probably not a thing. Over the years in business, I've learned how to really just settle in to where I'm at, to get clear on my goal, choose actions that will move me toward that goal, and then put in the work day after day, knowing that I'm building towards something bigger, but that there's no immediate path to the top. So here's the before and after. Before, I was always looking for the shortcut to the top. After, I put in the work every day, knowing that as long as my actions are in line with my goals, I am steadily moving in that direction. I love this quote from the writer Anne Lamott. It's actually the quote that led to the title of her book, Bird by Bird. She wrote, 30 years ago, my older brother, who was 10 years old at the time, was trying to get a report written on birds that he'd had three months to write, which was due the next day. We were out at our family cabin in Bolinas, and he was at the kitchen table close to tears, surrounded by binder paper and pencils and unopened books about birds, immobilized by the hugeness of the task ahead. Then my father sat down beside him, put his arm around my brother's shoulder and said, bird by bird, buddy, just take it bird by bird. Okay, I know I said there are no shortcuts, but there are secrets. And so the last, the fifth mindset shift I've made happened after I realized one of the great secrets of growth. The only way to get better at something is to do it over and over again. We can do all the planning, researching, and visualizing that we want. But when it comes down to it, there's one thing that is guaranteed to make us better. Doing it. Practice. Repetition. If there's anything in the world that you want to get better at, literally anything, the way to get better is to do it over and over again. If you want to get better at email marketing, send a lot of marketing emails. If you want to get better at speaking Spanish, practice speaking Spanish out loud frequently. If you want to get better at painting, do a lot of painting. It's really that simple. Here's practically speaking what this has looked like for me. Before, I felt like I was either good at things or I wasn't. As written in her book, Mindset, Carol Dweck would define this as having a fixed mindset when you believe that your intelligence, skills, and talents are fixed and unchangeable. After, I know that I can get good at anything I want to be good at, and the way to do that is to put in the work. This is called having a growth mindset. So to recap, number one, perfectionism is a dream killer. Number two, fear of judgment is holding you back. Number three, action creates confidence and not the other way around. Number four, there is no shortcut. Just take it bird by bird. And number five, the only way to get great at something is to do it over and over again. 
I hope that hearing some of my experiences and lessons learned is helpful to you and maybe even gives you the reassurance you need to start looking at something in a slightly different way. And I'm truly very curious, what has been a mindset shift that's been a big one for you? DM me on Instagram to share at Lauren Tilden, L-A-U-R-E-N-T-I-L-D-E-N. With that, I say thank you for being here and for focusing on making a difference with your small business. Talk to you next time.